These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Open Journal. I hope you're well. I hope things are good for you. I'm really excited about this episode. Slightly different. Uh, no, no, no guest in this episode. But I am going to be talking to you about the Mental Health Blog Awards, which I'm absolutely delighted to say are back. And it's going to be on Saturday the 21st of October this year, which is 2023. I'm really, really excited and looking forward to celebrating all of the amazing effort, energy and emotion and kind of everything else that people are putting into raising awareness, supporting signposting, explaining, educating, uh, providing comfort and so much more in through their blogs, vlogs, uh, the imagery that they use, the projects that they're part of, the way that they champion mental health online. There's, there's so many different ways that people are sharing their lived experience, their expertise or, or signposting to support or conversations now. And I'm delighted to say that the Mental Health Blog Awards really have that opportunity to be part of that conversation, to share and be part of kind of your own community uh, and help facilitate some of these bloggers or content creators to to reach more in terms of their audience to support those that may be struggling or wanting to find out a little bit more about certain services or support uh, and, and just so many different things uh, so many different conversations that I think are facilitated through the amazing work that happens within mental health blogging uh, over the over the years I think the the event and the conversations have, have changed to some extent they've evolved but there's so many amazing things that are happening for people at different stages whether that's the very first conversation you're having about uh, a particular mental health illness or your own lived experience whether you're actively involved in campaigning or promoting services or maybe even delivering services there's so many different ways that people are getting involved in in supporting mental health in kind of a communal sense but also individually as well in terms of the mental health blog awards as in the past kind of very very similar uh the focus is on mental health blogging but there is that acknowledgement that mental health blogs exist in very different ways you know you have your kind of traditional storytelling or text-based blog um but also having that recognition through vlogs uh long form and short form videos through social media content uh, and a range of other ways 
bloggers and content creators or activists or campaigners are sharing their stories and their experiences in so many different ways and I think that that traditional blog mindset is still there for many but there's kind of a lot that are uh, slightly diverted and I think it's really exciting to have the opportunity to kind of talk about and to celebrate those as well. So yes it's back um the information has been updated on the website which is mhbloggawards.com there's information for this year as i said the event is going to be on the 21st of october also introduced this year is going to be uh kind of a like a, a social space or networking thing for those people that want to have a bit more of a casual chat after the event that's going to happen i think maybe like an hour or 90 minutes the following day uh because they're we're really really fortunate with the mental health blog awards that we have guest speakers and they kind of share some of their insights and their expertise and it does mean sometimes that there's a lot more talking and maybe sometimes less conversation at the event itself and i think or i hope having this kind of um social space afterwards as well kind of provides an opportunity there as always um everyone will be able to interact with the the chat and ask questions as we go through um, but it's just providing that sort of separate or different space for those people that really want to access it. For those people that don't know anything about the Mental Health Blog Awards, maybe that sounded like quite a lot because I've gone straight in for a couple of minutes and told you all this stuff. Um, more as a recap, I guess, for those people that maybe knew a little bit about it or have been involved or supported in the past. The Mental Health Blog Awards has has been going for a number of years now. I think this is going to be our fifth year. I think the first year was back in... The first year was maybe back in 2018. Um, so that'd be one, two, three, four, four or five years we've had already now. My math is not... Is that math or is it just knowing dates? I'm not sure. So it's the fifth or the sixth year. <laughs> I really should have maybe looked at that first. I think maybe it is the sixth year. Yeah, it must be the sixth year. So the event originally started um, kind of as an idea back in 2017 um, by myself. I, I attended a number of different kind of blogging events, um, either awards or kind of celebration type events. And while there were sometimes inclusion of mental health and well-being, it was very much kind of wrapped up within a, a wider kind of health um, kind of category or topic. And I think there's so much within mental health and well-being, let alone within health, um, kind of being thrown in within exercise and nutrition and, and a, a range of other things that kind of fit into the health category. I really felt like mental health wasn't necessarily getting the recognition um, or not necessarily mental health, but mental health bloggers or those sharing their stories and experiences online weren't kind of getting the opportunity to to celebrate or be recognised. And I think from my own experience, the the people I see active within kind of that online space talking about and sharing mental health uh, lived experience or stories they're often people that will not put themselves forward for kind of that recognition and, and and don't really do the things they do to seek out that um and so i think it just felt like mental health blogging in that sort of space was really under under celebrated and under recognized 
So I was delighted in 2018 when we were able to hold the first Mental Health Blog Awards event uh, in Portsmouth on the South Coast in the UK. Um, the first year, I think, was it was just a really, really amazing event to be able to host that and bring, bring. I think there was around 30 of us to, together and have supporters and sponsors and a, a real range of, of mental health bloggers in attendance. And then in the second year, in, in 2019, I think was the first year we'd introduced guest speakers, which kind of really added a lot more to, to the event. And again, that was um, in person and really kind of opened up a lot of different ideas and conversations and gave more structure to to the day itself. And then obviously in 2020, um, after planning our event, we were going to be in Oxford. Um, we had a, a planned venue uh, and just were really, really excited for, for how that was going to go. Um, we obviously needed to move and shift and, and kind of moved our event to, to being online. And then following 2020, it just, it felt um, kind of important and natural to, to keep with that in 2021. We still had a range of different restrictions um, and um, concerns around um, social activities in 21 as well. So uh, we remained online then. And then I think last year in 2022, it just felt like we'd gained so much in terms of accessibility um, and kind of the inclusion of an event being held online um we had a lot more people putting themselves forward through self-nominations and attending the event itself that were from outside the uk that just um wouldn't necessarily find it possible to attend in person we also had feedback from people that kind of shared their own lived experience in terms of um maybe not necessarily feeling that an in-person event um was the best thing for them individually but also when we're talking about kind of being mental health accessible uh there are loads of reasons why people might not find uh, a big room of 30 40 50 people um particularly a uh, comfortable environment so i think it was really useful to kind of reflect on the feedback kind of generally of having the accessibility of an online event but also particularly for the community that that we want to support and kind of be involved with and be part of um that it seems like it's the best thing for us and really helps to grow that uh opportunity for conversation and opportunity to share people's um own blogs or kind of relevant media as well and that opportunity to hear from different guest speakers with different experiences in different environments I think is really added to um oh, and then we have the added kind of accessibility around technology and, and, and being online so i've been really delighted to kind of see that growth from the initial idea i think back in 26 16 17 17 um and how that's kind of grown and, and resulted in and continues to encourage so many more conversations around mental health blogging and kind of story sharing i think like anything i'm, I'm sure our event um i'm sure the awards i'm sure the way it's structured is not for everyone and i don't think it's possible to kind of meet the needs of everyone but i hope that it's as accessible as possible to everyone that wants to be involved um and provides that opportunity to celebrate uh the work that 
everyone's doing and putting into and the amazing things that are happening through kind of campaigning and signposting and, and sharing we've had uh, an amazing array of uh, winners runners up of um, people that have nominated and put themselves forward and we do kind of lean more on uh, self-nominations just because it helps to keep people involved and so that they know that they are nominated and part of the process so we do kind of lean more on self-nominations at the beginning and you're going to see some information on the website now about um, how to kind of self-nominate and put yourself forward and then at a later stage there's um, public voting and opportunities to kind of encourage your um, audience or your own community to to support you through the awards um, and while it is an awards event there are kind of physical awards that we send out at the end of it um, and that's lovely like great for the people that win um, but each year we're only going to have uh, kind of the seven or so um, award winners and there's a, 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 a huge number more than that that are putting themselves forward so like I say while it's great for the winners and it's lovely to see pictures of people with little awards that's great um, the awards event and kind of the community that hopefully we're facilitating and, and kind of being part of uh, is about a lot more than that it's about all of those conversations the friendships the relationships that are built up um, the signposting to different campaigns that happen and, and getting people involved in advocating for social change and social justice for signposting to services to hopefully make people feel more aware uh, or more confident to access different local and national services I think is really really valuable and we still see so much stigma that exists around um, both mental health in general but with particular illnesses that might be described as more complex uh, or people that fit into different demographics or different uh, communities within the world and I think hearing those lived experiences and those personal stories makes such a big difference to those people that are maybe slightly earlier in their journey with a mental health struggle or diagnosed illness. So I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone that puts themselves forward, that has put themselves forward over the last five years um, through through the self-nomination process. It's a really tricky thing. Like I said at the beginning, like mental health bloggers are generally not the people that will put themselves forward. So do recognise the uh, kind of the irony there that, that we're asking people to do that. But it does mean that we know those people that have put themselves forward are engaged in the process, are happy to have their name um kind of on the website and, and as part of the the things that are happening and are happy to be involved i really hope that as we continue to move forward you see opportunities to get involved through um supporting the event through attending through voting or maybe encouraging some of your favorite bloggers or content creators to self-nominate as you'll see from one of the pages on the website you don't have to be exclusively a mental health content creator or blogger um just having that kind of regular uh reference to or inclusion of um, mental health stories or insights is is really what we're looking for it doesn't have to be exclusive to that obviously a big congratulations to everyone that's previously been uh nominated that's won awards but also a big thank you to everyone that has supported or sponsored our awards in the past we've had some really really amazing sponsors over the last five years that have 
supported sometimes as a one-off sometimes for multiple years so it's been absolutely amazing to to have had that support this year we've changed things around a little bit so rather than sponsors sponsoring uh, individual categories um, we've kind of split that into just everyone is an event sponsor um, and there's some different tiers to allow people to support us in different ways we have had requests in the past where someone um, didn't necessarily want to be kind of a full sponsor but wanted to kind of put in some money to help the event continue to grow so hopefully we've, we're going to kind of facilitate that through having different kind of tiered sponsorship options for those people that would like and are able to do that and that just helps keep everything going everyone that's involved with the project including myself are act as volunteers um, so the the funds that are generated help to pay for things like the website hosting uh, the awards themselves um, postage of those awards uh, and just keeping things running really um, it is super super helpful to to have that support and that backing that means we can continue to have this opportunity to celebrate and recognize all of the amazing things that are happening within the community obviously this is a little bit of a a, a talking point to, to just to mention that we have now opened the uh, self-registration for this year's event we have now i think now it is live you can now book tickets there's minimal information about the event um, at this stage but you can now book your ticket for the event in october um, soon we're also going to be opening up the opportunity if you're interested in being a guest speaker um, you'll be able to complete uh, an application and send that through to us as well um, we do now have our community leaders for this year so as i said our community leaders are all volunteers and they help um, with looking at evaluating the awards from from previous years and planning what's going to happen this year they also help with promoting things like the nomination and sponsorship and encouraging engagement as well they'll also be part of the team that looks at the pitches so when you're putting forward your pitch to be a guest speaker um, they'll be part of the team or they will be the team uh, that looks at those pitches and works out whether they're suitable for the audience and also how they will work together if we're going to have um, three or four different speakers uh, we try to have like variation in what people are speaking about uh and kind of how those sessions are delivered as well so they're really important because they also provide some insight in terms of their own lived experience and how they would access the event uh and our community leaders are are really great with giving up their time to to talk through some of the things that need to be reviewed each year and as we go through that process as well so if you're interested in being a community leader after this year's event um, again we'll be looking for people to kind of confirm or say yes i really would like to be involved next year so have a look and see how it goes this year and kind of build up that interest hopefully uh, and, and maybe you could be part of our team for next year as well it's going to be amazing i'm really really excited for this year um and just seeing what comes through the conversations that i had it's always an exciting time we have shifted slightly this year so in previous years it's always been around july time um, but this year we're in october so i really hope everyone is able to join us uh, and celebrate the amazing things that are happening and be part of some of the conversations we're having on the day and maybe even in that social space afterwards as well if you want to find out more about the mental health blog awards please do have a look at mhblogawards.com or send through an email even to me um, 
which is hello at openjournalbc.com. You can send uh, an email through there as well. Thank you so much for listening to kind of a ramble episode, really. I think it's going to be sort of 20, 25 minutes of me just rambling about Mental Health Blog Awards. Like, this is so amazing, guys. Please do get involved. Listen, it's so great. Make sure you're putting yourself forward or encouraging your friend or someone you know to put themselves forward. Um, it's a, an amazing space to be part of. And, you know, we don't always have lots of time to kind of come together and have those opportunities for conversation. I've seen following on from previous years different conversations or collaborations happen kind of in the months afterwards and it's really really exciting to see and kind of know oh like that conversation started at the awards event and now they're they're um kind of cross posting each other's blog or they're in a video together that's just really cool to see so i'm really looking forward to kind of seeing what comes out of the awards event afterwards as well not just the awards themselves but those kind of collaborations and, and conversations that happen afterwards like i say thank you for listening to a, a, a ramble episode the following episode i'm sure we'll be having a guest back so back to the usual stuff next time um if you've got any thoughts please do check out the website send through an email i hope you are having an amazing week i hope this has given you some insight to uh what the mental health blog awards has been how it's developed um maybe i think what we'll do is i'll try to arrange someone before the event some of the other community leaders to come on and give you a little bit more um insights as to how and why they've got involved um and just have the opportunity to hear from someone other than me sat rambling um but thank you so much for listening and continuing to support the podcast and the mental health blog awards it's been absolutely amazing to see both of those continue and continue and continue it's really really great i hope you have an amazing week and I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate it. Yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed. It's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real, and it's hard. It's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that this, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.